Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. Welcome back to another episode. You guys, we're answering problems and questions and queries left and right. We're giving people advice. We're changing lives. We're slowing people's commutes down. We got the numbers in. People are now taking five minutes extra to get to work because they want to hear the end of the podcast. The across numbers are, the globe. Across the globe, traffic is slowing down. People are really taking time to listen to their inner selves, ask questions, and write uh, half-thought-out uh, inquiries into my Instagram to help me help you solve your problems. So we're going to get right into it. With me, as always, is my baby arm, feeling strong, powered by Mountain Dew. I wouldn't drink Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. Coke, like vanilla not- Coke, Ugh. Bark's Root Beer. Bark's Root Beer is tasty. That's, I told you, that's the one thing we agree on. And you, it's the only thing you're at. You did make a Venn diagram the other day where you had all your hobbies in mind and the only intersection was Bark's Root Beer. You spent hours on it. Um... <laughs> Bark's root beer is the tastiest, and you know what else is a bummer? When you try a new root beer at a restaurant, you're like, oh, we oh. brew our own. And you're like, oh, cool, it's super creamy. Very Kill rarely me. does it go well. Uh-uh. I've never been like, oh, this is my new favorite. I'm always like, "Do you, can we just have Bark's, please? There's a term called it's not a bug, it's a feature, where when something goes <laughs> wrong with something, you're like, no, it's actually a good thing. So I think Bark's, they were trying to brew something creamy, and they were like, ooh, that is, that's got bite. And they were like, maybe that's our thing. Because no other root beer is like that. They are not our sponsor. That being that said, that would be so great. Barks. <laughs> oh, oh. what's Barks? Sometimes at uh, at the movie theater, I will mix from the freestyle machine vanilla Coke and Barks. You're a beer. child. You're a child on They're summer in the break. Same family though. I'm not like here's a sun kissed and a. Let me. You <laughs> eat like your mother hasn't come home from work yet, and you have free reign of the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, as though I am a child that can reach the top shelves and drive myself to the grocery store. You're a giant child. I will tell you, my family fed me very well as a child. I ate a lot of vegetables, a lot of, like, grilled chicken. So you're getting tilapia. back at them now? You're making up for it? <laughs> you know who you eat like? You're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. In the critically acclaimed Hallmark movie, Riding the Bus with My Sister, <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell plays a mentally challenged woman um, who, for a mentally challenged person, has an oddly bad attitude and only eats junk food. And Andy McDowell 
is like, why don't you get some vegetables? And Rosie O'Donnell's like, I'm just going to eat the garbage. You can get mad at me for imitating her, but that is a spot-on imitation. The, the her, her character has an oddly weird Rhode Island accent, and she only eats, like, Swedish fish and Coca-Cola Ugh. and has an attitude, and that is you. You are Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> and riding the bus. But we can play a clip of it. I don't know if no, we have the rights won't. to it. And she's bossy, and I always call you the sheriff because in that movie, Andy McDowell is like, oh, that's why Dad called you the sheriff. And she goes, that's because I always get my way. Watch it before you write in to Wondry about me mocking her. She's doing an act like a like a northeastern accent for sure in it. That's I'm, not, imi- I'm right? just imitating Rosie O'Donnell. So, we've got a lot of your questions. We've called them. We've brought them in. My producer's like, please don't imitate Rosie O'Donnell imitating. <laughs> just leave it. Leave it be. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Let's get into this. Let's fix people's lives. Liz Evil, where does the she-dragon go when you move in together? Eliza. She-dragon, of course, being a reference from my very popular Netflix special, Elder Millennial. (laughs) She-dragon, of course, referencing the inner dragon inside. Every woman, the creature that needs to come out. It's basically you in relaxation mode um, after you've been on your best behavior, maybe with a boy. And then you're just like, fuck it. Bra comes off. Oreos come out. Your she-dragon doesn't go anywhere. She is ever inside you. She is always there right at the surface. And if anything, she's out more when you're dating someone because that's a big part of who you are. Um, And a man who really loves you will love you and your inner dragon. If a guy expects you to be dressed to the nines and looking perfect all the time, that means you have some sort of financial arrangement. And, like, that's the service you provide. I remember when I started dating Smokey Husky, like, on our fourth date, I was sick. I had a cold. And he was like, can I come over and bring you something? And I was like, no, I'm, like, gross in sweatpants, and I don't want you to see me. And he goes, well, what kind of a guy would I be if I saw you in sweatpants? And I was like, ooh, so gross. I don't want to see you again. That being said, I was kind of lying to him when I was like, I don't want you to see me. I was like, I don't care. Like, I I know I look adorable. I'm just like, my nose might be red. But I said it because I thought I was sort of expected as the girl to be like, no, I'm gross. Don't look at me. I'm naked. And he definitely passed the test. That's what you should do, girls. Fake being sick and be like, I'm so gross. And if the guy's like, I'm coming over. Because dudes don't care if you're sick. Like, they just want to be near you. They will make out with you. They don't care if you have a cold. Inversely, they also won't tell you if they have a cold. Yeah, you're just going to pass those germs back and forth. I don't ever get sick. I'm like, okay, well, this flu came from somewhere. So my point is your she-dragon, if anything, is amplified once you're with someone. Then you can be gross together. Your dragons can sit, pot bellies out, picking your feet, watching Frasier. Eating cold Thai food. That's true love. You can also do it by yourself and and just take pictures. That's the answer, though. Okay. Next question. Pot bellies out. Amanda K. Bowles wants to know, do you think Ross and Rachel were on a break? Oh, my God. We have more important things to get to. No. They were definitely on a— Okay. The answer is they're both wrong. How's that? Okay. Okay. You were on a break— he could have just cooled his dick a little bit longer. Because it was that night, I think, when he went out with, like, the Kinko's copy girl or whatever and it had sex with her. sort of gives credence to the idea that, like, men are these, like, sexual creatures that can't control their impulses. Men will do that to, like, feel better. Yeah. A girl would do it and be like, what did I do? And he, like, didn't care. If anything, that girl's the one that got the crap end of the stick because she probably was like, oh, I don't mind him. And then he used her. So he shouldn't have done it, but they were on a break. And Rachel was always selfish. What? She was selfish. Ross is a loser. I, I, he is a doctor. 
He's a dinosaur doctor. Here's the thing. I would love to see that prop of that. You remember she wrote that 18-page letter uh-huh. that she gave him that was front and back? I like don't buy that Rachel Green could write an 18-page letter. I she was do. not smart. I think she, number one, I think you're wrong. Number two, I think she has a specific level of crazy where she would have sat up all night handwriting a letter on notebook paper. I want to see that letter. You know why it was handwritten? Because this was the 90s and, like, printer ink was so expensive. It still is. And but she like, couldn't go to the Kinko's because that girl Ross slept with was there. there and there, that we closed the loop. That's what it is. <laughs> she wanted to type the letter out. She couldn't go to the Kinko's because the girl was there. The answer is they're both wrong. The answer is if you break up with someone and you run out and sleep with someone immediately, unless you're, like, from the South and you're like, oh, just real sad, baby. <laughs> Ross, though— also, like, what's this world where, like, an annoying, dorky doctor is, like, getting all these hot chicks? I mean, here's the thing. Number one, he shouldn't have gotten multiple chicks. Number two, I think in my heart of hearts that Rachel should have ended up with Joey. I don't want to talk about those. This is okay, such. It, this is getting into a this weird— This is what I want to talk about. Reddit we'll fan fiction. Your, we'll get like, into your questions. No, this is weird because it's also, like, that was what— I know that kids are watching it now for the first time. That's probably what that came from. But my generation has been discussing Ross versus Rachel for too long. So now it's your journey. I bestow this query upon you. You figure it out. Uh, All right. Let's help someone. Okay. Cat A. That was a Phoebe reference. (laughs) Let's fold scarves. Okay. (laughs) That's Lisa Kudrow. That's Lisa Kudrow. It's a Romy Michelle reference. Okay. How Cat A. Pult, how could I navigate life when I have literally zero idea of what my passions are? I literally feel like I just plot along with no direction. What can I do to break from this? You could do something illegal. No. You could steal something. I don't know. Again, a big problem with questions is that I have no other information. I mean, she could be writing this. She could be texting while driving from her Audi while dropping off four kids and, like, on her way to the emergency room because she's a doctor. Like, I don't know. I feel that way. You got several questions. Several people came to you saying, I feel a little directionless, which I do. And I think they're asking you because you clearly have a path that you have worked towards since a young age. So. Okay. Okay, listen. I'm going to give you the advice my mother would give me, which you feel free to tune out like I always do, but she's not wrong. You have to do this thing where you think about where you see yourself in five years, and then you work backward from that. It's not as easy. Not everybody has the privilege to, like, go to school without student debt or go after their dreams without taking care of their family or dealing with something else. So I'm not going to act like everybody has, like, there's just, like, a go-after-your-dreams free-for-all. But you deserve to be happy in this lifetime. I promise you. I don't know a lot about how the universe works, but you were not put on this planet. You know what? Actually, I don't know if that's true. I was going to say you weren't put on this planet to suffer, but you might have been. Uh... If you believe in the idea that you learn lessons in life, you know, then maybe you are here to learn certain lessons. That aside, that's a whole other, like, Wayne Dyer conversation. You need to find something that you like and go confidently, to misquote Thoreau, in the direction of that dream. You don't have to—I like singing. You don't have to become an American Idol, but you have to carve out time for things that make you happy. My Uncle Barry is super fulfilled, and I've never heard him talk about his job. But his life is all about all the other things he does. Like he, I'm, you know, he coaches kids for bar mitzvahs and he does bar mitzvah, a lot of bar mitzvah things. But the point is I never hear him talk about his actual job because that's just his job. And he might love it. But his life is all about his family and his friends and his work. So, so you become ha- Jewish. Become Jewish. That's number one. Uh, you're going to get a lot of pushback from, I don't know, the rest of the world. But 
I will welcome you with open arms. No. I think you have to just find something that, and I, I'm saying this, I only like my job. I'm the opposite of my Uncle Barry. I don't have hobbies. It was really hard when I was dating people. Like, what do you like to do? I'm like, talk shit, watch Frasier, <laughs> stare at my phone. So, but you have to, you have to just, I don't know your direction, but there's nothing wrong with revisiting things that made you happy as a kid and going back to that. I think that like gets put out in a lot of us early on. Like, you can't do that. Lucky for me, I had parents who were like, go for it. You can't do math. So that's my answer. I I do, I was given, I always thought I was funny, and I always kind of went from this from a young age. Like, I had my drive from the very beginning, and not everybody has that. Maybe it's volunteering. Go to a pet shelter. I go read to kids sometimes. Is it as fulfilling as I would like it to be? I don't know. But I do it because I'm forcing myself to step outside of my, like, Hollywood routine. Right. Those kids are really smart, so that's kind of cool. Um, so that's what you should shake it up with something that you've never done before, and I think you will find the universe will reward you. You'll think you're going to go and meet this new community of people who also love to fold origami on Tuesday nights. You probably won't, but at least you're letting the universe know, like, hey, I'm here, and I'm shaking things up. So go to a learning annex, join an online community where you look at weird dolls. I don't know. <laughs> But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So you have to actually change it by doing something different. Even if it's something as small as a new route to work, a new routine when you get home from work, a new bar, change it because it sounds like you're suffering from monotony. She's right. like, actually, I'm a skydiver. So <laughs> you know? What it is is that I like, to, I like to do blow, then fuck, and nothing feels good anymore. Maybe you've exhausted. <laughs> you could also have exhausted all your opportunities. And maybe you just need to, like, come back down to earth. Like Eddie Murphy. Like, you fucked everyone and you're like, what else could I do? There's also that. People get uh, adventure fatigue. I don't, think, I don't think that's your I issue, think though. I that's a problem. Okay. <sighs> S. Lemon 17. If it makes you feel any better, mm. I get bored all the time. All, all the, time. the time. And I do dope shit. You get bored all the time and you won't do the things I want you to do, which is watch all the 18 TV shows I've told you about. Okay. If we want to talk about people not doing things they want them to do, I got a list for you that all involve cleaning out your desk. <laughs> cleaning out that Petri dish where you I keep your papers. I cleaned out the front seat of my car uh, yeah. this morning for you. That's how disgusting your car is. I didn't even notice. Oh. <laughs> and I, I love you. And Very I took out that box. You threw that apple core in. I threw it in the garbage. Then I was like, oh, no, did I have something important in there with that apple core? But I couldn't reach it because it was in the dumpster. And I stood next to the dumpster for a while. Like, do I go in there and get it? Or do I just whatever's in there is gone forever? I left it. I don't know what was in there. College education, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. College education. She had a box in her car that was had been there for so long. I put an apple core in it because I had finished an apple. And I was like, this will get oh, – she'll throw it out. And you still couldn't part with it because you I have— I parted with it and then regretted it. You have hoarder mentality. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling, 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. I love you. You're a hoarder. Yeah, well. I don't mean to publicly shame you. I read an article last night about old McDonald's Happy Meal toys that are worth money now. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. After you read that article, did you take the paper the article was on and save it for later in it case was you on needed my to reference computer. it? Did you take that computer and stick it with your other computers? My other <laughs> I do have an old broken computer that I keep because— Oh, my God. Because sometimes things go wrong with my current computer— and it has files on it, and I can open up suspicious things on here's, it without worrying. Do you have a hoarder in your life? Because here's why. I've offered you a Mac, a fresh Mac. I. It's different. No, it's not. You're a hoarder. There's no I reason to keep an old PC. I use that sometimes. I keep that at, your, at, at my desk at work, and I use it for things. I'm going to start putting fish in your desk things. until it smells so bad old that you fish. can't ignore it. You yeah. have to live there, No, though. I don't go to the basement. It, that smell up from down there carries upwards. <laughs> smell rises. <laughs> Smell rises. Welcome back. <laughs> That's your podcast. Smell rises. <laughs> Let's help people. S Lemon 17 says, Eliza, 
In pursuit of artistic what? authenticity, what lemon? Do you ever find yourself avoiding some subject material to remain accessible, or do you find controversy appealing as a comic? I thought you should get to this one, get it out of the way right out of the gate. I don't find controversy appealing. I think if you try to be controversial, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. A lot of male comics do that. Like I'm going to say something outrageous. Our friend James Gunn, that happened with him. He made a bunch of rape jokes, and I was like, turns out that's not controversial, but he definitely shouldn't lose his job. If you're doing it deliberately. I'm not the kind of person that does things to get a rise out of people. I don't like pranks. I don't like fucking with people. I talk about things that are authentic to me. You cannot try to be authentic. You just are. Uh, you can dig deep. You can be like, what do I actually want to talk about? That, this is why this podcast was a challenge because I was like, what do I want to take a stance on publicly that's on a record that that actually feels good? You know, if you want to talk about being pro-choice, I could talk about that all day. There are other political issues that are not as near and dear to my heart, and I don't want to die on those hills. So, but for the comedy, my comedy is so has evolved to be so inclusive. I think just by speaking, you're going to alienate people. I'm just by being a woman and saying the things that I'm saying, you run the risk of alienating people. But it's a risk I'm willing to take because it is genuinely what I feel, and that's something you have to decide in this uh, day and age of gotchaism and screen grabs and and online culling of bad uh, evidence. So I think that's my answer to I think what you asked. Okay, well, in that vein. Lemon. Ash that wants to know, what was your first AOL screen name? No. You know mm-hmm. what? You're not getting it, and I'll tell you why. Because I did some shady shit at my <laughs> office job. I'm not giving you that screen name so you can go into the annals of a web page and find <laughs> it and see the weird shit I was doing. I'll tell you mine. But let me just say this. 24 <laughs> at work. Bored, unstimulated, with like my other friends that were on there. Like you just, I don't know, some weird shit. So no, the answer is you don't get it because <laughs> because it was shady. Because I was shady and bored. I mean, I was like fourteen or fifteen, probably on AIM. What was yours? And mine was Triad P three because I loved Charmed, and P three was the bar they. Holly Marie Combs owned. Isn't Triad like a like an Asian gang reference? Uh, yes, but it's also it was like the name of something in Charmed. I'm sure it was all a big old Charmed reference. And then I just comment on Holly Marie Combs Instagram and hope that one day she'll notice me. Did anybody ever ask you ASL? I'm sure, but oh I feel God. like I was up in the like Yahoo chat rooms. Were you ever in those? No, we no because I was never in a chat. Ah. Uh! Because AIM yes. was talking to people you knew. Yahoo chat rooms, you could go and be like, yes, find a ca- automobiles and go in there and it's just like old men like, what up? In high school, I was in chat rooms. They were just random chat rooms. I don't even know how I got there. And mm-hmm. I remember one time I was having a party. This is in high school. And this is obviously, this is Dallas, Texas. The weed we were smoking, if we smoked it, I didn't smoke pot, uh, was like garbage. It had sticks in it. I remember sorting out sticks and seeds because like that's what you had. And I remember being like, oh, we need some pot. So I went on to a chat room. Ooh, and I was no. like, who knows where to get pot? And I remember even then a someone messaging you. No, some loser scolding me and being like, you really shouldn't be asking for this on here. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is this like a fuck forum? We're all supposed to be talking about like our fantasies and I'm ruining that. Like, how dare you chastise me? <laughs> You're also a creep. 
in this chat room. I mean, I've there's a there's a subreddit called Legal Advice, and I like to go sort it by controversial, and it'll be people just incriminating themselves, and then people in the comments like, "Don't say this here. What are you doing? Oh Get God. out of here. Hire a lawyer." And I just love reading people. Why? Why can't I tell you that I stabbed someone? Just help. Give me advice. Oh, they just got to get it off their chest. <laughs> it's so great. I uh, love it. In 1979, I killed someone at a library. Oh, the someone's got to log out. <laughs> there's also an off my chest subreddit where Wait. people will say horrific will things. Will you please look that up right now? You want to know what And let me saying? tell you something. When you have a guilty conscience, and I get this from Frasier, you can't just blurt it out. Like, you have to say it to the person you offended. I promise you will get no rest you will not feel any better. You may as well say it into the mirror if you think that's going to fix all of your problems. you got to say it to the person that you wronged, and you will rot from the inside out if you don't get it off your chest to the right person. So you can go online, and you can pollute the internet with all of your weird confessions, but just know you're not helping anyone other than me do this podcast because I'm about to exploit some of your weird shit. In the oh, meantime, I, I will answer another talk. question. Okay, well, let me ask you another question while I find you some horrors. Let's see. Let's help someone. This podcast should just be like, Alina- look what I found on Reddit. <laughs> Alina CHV says, why shouldn't I, a reasonable woman in her late 20s that knows better, not get back together with her ex for the third time, especially when the relationship was something similar to dinosaurs fighting aliens with laser beams? Okay, that's not funny. Number one. Number Ooh. two. I don't know. Laser beams are so overused. Okay. <laughs> This it, isn't a comedy class. Sorry, I just gotta let you know. Laser beams, like kittens with laser beams. I'm just if we're gonna if we're gonna go for comedy here, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the reason you keep getting back with your ex is because you don't have any other options. And I'm not saying that's because you're ugly or shitty or something. I think sometimes when we get back with exes, by keeping them in our orbit, it uh, inhibits you from communicating with the universe that you want, like, new blood in your life and new opportunities. If a guy who was, like, your ideal man came up to you today and was like, would you like to go out? I I wonder, I bet you would, and you would slowly forget about your ex. It's kind of like when people date someone at work or you date someone at school and you're like, how do I live without this person? And then you leave that job or you leave your school and you're like, oh, I'm not tethered to them. So I think you're limiting yourself. You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're dating him, which doesn't lead to new opportunities. And there are no other opportunities because you're not seeking them out because you're dating him. So that would be my guess because I've done that. I've been in a place where I just kept hanging out with an ex because it was like, well, this is so easy. There's also something to be said about like this person knows your likes, your dislikes, your quirks, your dragon belly. Like they know all about you and they've already accepted you for that. So it's like, ugh, the exhaustion of trying on a new person. So I'm not saying you guys aren't soulmates, but I am saying don't complain about it if you're not willing to do anything else, if you're not willing to go back out with someone else. Or maybe this is your soulmate and you should stop trying. But that's what I think. Let's bring it back up, folks. Let's take let's move away from laughing at our best friend's funeral. Maybe the best friend would have wanted it that's that way. That's what it turns out it was when I looked at See, it. See, everything's fucking clickbait. There's not even ads on this. It's Reddit. And they're well, like, here's, click on my story. Get me published. What's happened on, on Reddit and a lot of places on the internet is people will make up stories because they're, like, practicing their creative writing. For what? And get, like, book deals. Or, like, you know oh about that God. Dear David ghost thing on Twitter? No. This guy who's, like, a cartoonist and worked for BuzzFeed basically was posting about the, this ghost encounter. Like, these very realistic pictures and videos. This... Basically chronicling it. What kind of ghost? Talking about like a poltergeist, like a, a baby, like a mean baby, like incubus, a mean, ta- like a mean child ghost, like a poltergeist. 
Yeah, and it's like a mean ghost. And then he's like, it's real, but by the way, I have like a movie deal. But also, it's definitely really happening. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. You're a dirty liar. But, but you know what the kicker is? Like, we're talking about it. This person will probably get a show before I do. I think he probably already has a show. <laughs> Sorry. I just feel like the annals of the internet produce the most. Like, I've got a show in the Yelp comment section. Check it out every other Tuesday. Well, I saw some BBC interview thing. It had like 10 million views. I was like, I bet that's more views than the BBC gets. I don't know. <laughs> this video. Br- okay. <laughs> Their reach knows no bounds. And Ram 88. Is a hot dog considered a sandwich? No, sandwich I can't believe you defined- picked this one. As an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat between them. Who sent you to, like, submarine the podcast? I I saw that question. (laughs) First of all, no. A hot dog is the meat. Otherwise, there would be no such thing as a hot dog bun. That doesn't make Uh sense. The hot dog is the meat. A sandwich is something where there's two pieces of bread and something in between. It doesn't have to be meat. A hot dog is actually the wiener. A hot dog bun is the bread. Okay, so... A hot dog in its bun, is that a sandwich? You put no. toppings on it? No, because put... because the bread is connected at a joint. Okay. Bread is two separate pieces. I think everybody knows this. Don't you learn this like now, 101 if, psychology? If I'm sad and I roll it up in a tortilla, is it a wrap? When you're sad and is you it roll a wrap? it up. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Fair. Thank it's you. all dictated by the type by of holder. bread and if it is joined, if it is one piece, if it is at a hinge. So, okay. I, I mean, I don't think there's anything ever been more obvious than that answer. Great, thank you for the fact that people up. don't know that it's and they're allowed to vote. Well, look, you've what's laid keeping down you up some... is eating hot dog wraps. <laughs> I actually don't eat many hot dogs because I'm scared to cook them by myself. No, it's gross. Microwave. It's got to be on a grill. Oh, you I can't love microwave a hot dog. I have, and I will again. <laughs> don't threaten me. All right, don't threaten me with a stinky employee. <laughs> Bales Jacqueline says. What would be some things that you would tell your 21-year-old self? Oh, okay. I would tell myself, I would say, Eliza, stop going to shitty bars. You're not killing it. Like, I was definitely, I like, probably like, just moved to L.A., so 21, 22, and I was unaware of the echelons of society that I was missing out on because I was going to shitty bars with my friend Anne. And just getting housed, just slammed and going to work the next day. And we thought we were doing it. Like, oh, my God, we got this guy's number. I'm, I'm destroying it. This is before everyone spoke with hyperbolic rhetoric. Um, that's it. I would expose myself to better things and parties and people versus thinking, like, I was just crushing it at, like, a crap bar on a Tuesday on 3rd Street. Okay. I think I just didn't know what I didn't know. So but, make better choices. No, but I was doing stand-up and going to work. So – Cool. No, not better. Cooler social choices. Because I look back at some of the stuff and like down the street, there were like real parties with real people. And I'm just like, no, I've got money for a jukebox and I'm ordering nachos and my vodka soda comes in a plastic cup. I don't think I've ever seen you eat nachos. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, how many years has it been since you've eaten nachos? Had nachos recently. You always get them for the table. Oh, they're just rarely done well. <laughs> you got to get them they with beans. They do go, yeah. Tasty beans. Okay. Well, now you've covered 21. Let's hear from R-G-E-R, John, when you're in your <gasps> 30s. Wait, I just realized I'm Fraser and you're Roz. Great. Oh, my God. This, this is, is amazing role playing, Roz. This is all your dreams coming true? This is my Reddit sub thread. <laughs> is Fraser role play. Fraser. <laughs> 
And Blanche is Eddie. Oh. You can meet Daphne. <laughs> that was pretty good. Frasier. All right. When you're in your 30s, are you best served trying to change core things about yourself for the better or developing means to work around the things you may never change? Both. Okay. Who's to say? I think you become more self-aware in your 30s. Like, I didn't realize what a maniac I was until my 30s. And in your 20s, you're just like, go, go, go. I got the answers. Here I go. And your 30s is like your first real time for self-reflection. Um, there, are th- like th- there are things that I can't change. There are also things I don't want to change that people think I should. Like, I was on the phone with my manager the other day, and I asked her about something, and she was like, you got to give it a beat. You can't just follow up. And I go, listen to me. I will never not be this way. I will always follow up and ask if people are doing their jobs because most people are stupid and don't do their things. And when I follow up, then it prompts you to be like, oh, let me check in on that. Oh, turns out that person hadn't read the script in the three months they'd had it. I will never not be this intense. And she was like, totally. I totally get it. Can I work on my approach? Can I try to not check on things? Sure. But there are certain things that make you who you are. And people need to ship up or shape out. Get on board. <laughs> that being okay. said, self-reflection is a beautiful thing. You should try therapy. Right. <laughs> Just sending every. If you listen to this thought podcast, you'll need therapy afterwards. I. That being said, I also don't think it's abnormal to think about how much you hate someone while they're saying nice things to you. What? I just where I, is this coming? From? I just think it like I don't know. I think I also don't really listen a lot of times when people talk because I rarely am getting new information. Like you can tell when I'm genuinely interested in because most people are not that bright. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest person ever, but like I don't know. I was at this audition the other day and like there was like a room full of women and they were having the most surface girl conversation. I was just like, what are you doing later? You got big plans? I don't know. Oh, big plans. Like, it was just, like, verbal runoff. And I was like, what are you talking about? Get Have some concrete conversations. No small talk. Whispering no small talk. Oh, God. I don't know. All right. Clarington 87 says. Wow, she's so intense for a woman. Wow, she's such a curmudgeon. (laughs) Curmudgeon is not the word I would use for you. What is, I don't want, do I want to know the word? Amazing. So thin. <laughs> so thin is one word. Okay. So thin. Uh, Clarington 87. Julie and Julia is a fantastic movie. Discuss. No! No! Julie and Julia. I don't know why you'd bring this up. That movie was ruined by, what is it, Emily? <laughs> Amy hair. Adams' hair. That wig, that half Half wig. Schlacked. That wig looked Alan. like... Here's what that wig looked like. It looked like you had an artsy moment and shaved your head, and now it's grown in all weird. It's grown in so weird. I've been trying to collect... uh, I collect certain actors' movies, and I've been collecting Amy Adams. And she's had some great hairs in the past. Some great hairs. She has great hair. She has great hair. I don't know if that was a creative choice. I don't know if some executive came in the last day and was like, I got this wig. Maybe that lady, because it's based on a real lady, really has that hair, but it's like, we're glamming it up. It's a bad wig. Like, there are short wigs that look normal. She looked like Zelda. And it was Zelda? so distracting. Yeah, under her little, like, toque. That little Link? hat. No, Zelda had, like, elf hair. Okay. Under, don't try to school me. I don't, want, like, them, I don't want the truckers to come for you. Zelda's the girl. Everybody knows it. Okay. Um, the, Bad hair can wreck a movie. 100%. And the fact that that's what I focused on the whole time. 
even though I saw that movie years ago, the fact that I still remember how bad that hair was Oof. years later. Google Julia and Julia bad wig. You don't even say yeah, any Just Google Julia and Julia and it's what comes up. And like I also saw that movie also both of us immediately. The hair. Hair. It's not even a wig. It's a wiglet. Because it was like half a head of hair. It was so sad. She just wants to make recipes, but you know what? No. Just, it would have looked better if she shaved it all off. That person knew that that would be our answer because there's no reason you would ever bring up Julie and Julia. Clarington87 says, Julie and Julia is a fantastic movie. Discuss. No, she was baiting us. She was baiting us because she was like, fantastic movie with the worst wig. Discuss. What if Clarington has that haircut? She doesn't. No human would. is Julie. Or Julia. Get out of here. It's Julie Childs and Julia, whoever Amy Adams is. And Julia that's why bad hair. Stanley Tucci is Ju- uh, Meryl Streep's like, husband, and I'm always upset when Stanley Tucci is straight. Here's what you need to do. You need to go on eBay. You need to find that wig. You need to bring it here. We need to look <laughs> at it. We need to try it on. We need to do whole episodes wearing that wig, taking turns. <laughs> that's what your answer. You, you knew your that. hair like that? No. I mean, you... it's very much like a girl interrupted look. That is not cut hair. Nobody cut that into that shape. It That is... <laughs> Growing out because I did something weird. I electrocuted myself. Something happened. I slipped. This is my hair now. Let's get it. Okay, then uh, moving on to Jackson's Belly says, are mashed potatoes liquid or solid? Get out of here. Liquid. They're liquid. What? No, they're not. That's, could you build a house out of mashed potatoes? I can build a pile. Oh, my God. You've done it. I do it every morning for breakfast. It's a, You use a fork. Or a spoon. It's not a soup. Famous last word. Use a fork. Get your hands off me. I'm producing this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Don't pick questions like that. Only boys submit questions like that. Like, dragons or leprechauns. Go. There's that question. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Obviously. People think it's so funny to ask One horse-sized duck, obviously. It's a duck is a tame animal, and a hundred of anything is going to overtake you. Beak is going to no. They have very right. very small teeth. But people love to like. I feel like in Obama's like AMA, people are like, "Or you want to fight a duck or a bunch of horses?" It's like, what do you to avoid real questions? I would snap Just off people that. People think they're funny, and they're like, "This." It's like people don't get to go do stand up somewhere. They're like, "This is my chance." I'll, I'll test it out here. By the way, I'm doing six minutes at the yeah. Laugh Hut. I would snap off that duck's horse sized beak. Oh. God. You're trying to fight me and take what's mine. Right. Hurt my dog. Okay. Small woman. Okay, I'm going to ask you a long question so that we can help someone with a specific scenario. Okay, okay. I might have to read it myself because I'm not really good at listening. I know you're not. Do you want to read this pieces of Danny question? Because I think it would be interesting to give very – because we've had a few more broad questions. It's a specific advice. Oh, okay. Okay. What page is this? Seven? Pieces of Danny. I know it sounds like a free-for-all, but we actually are organized here. Oh, turns out I didn't answer it. Okay. Uh, oh, I did answer it. Okay, here we go. Words. Pieces of Danny. Any advice? And Danny with an I, so I think that's a girl. Mm-hmm. This definitely is a girl. This reads like a girl because a dude would be like, I'm just going to take him out back, punch him in the dick. Any advice on how to deal with a younger employee? She's also a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice on how to deal with a younger employee who absolutely Ooh. hates you? I recently started a management position at a clothing store. Everyone I work with is great, except for one person. They're young. Their name is Ryan. No, they're young, fresh out of high school young. Ew, don't say fresh. It's like porny. Oh, so barely legal. So fresh. So fresh. And it was also brought high school age drama to our team. Don't say team. 
This person has issues with all of the management. Okay, cool hire. But they seem to have absolutely no respect for me in particular as I'm the youngest of all the managers. I'm in my mid-20s. Don't brag about it, Danny. I've tried to be supportive and encourage them, but it's only getting worse. So, so far, I can't tell. I'm pretty sure Danny's a girl, but I can't tell if this employee's a boy or a girl. They have a terrible attitude toward me, and I'm really, I'm trying really hard not to let my inner she-dragon out at work. My poor boyfriend has to listen to my fiery rage every night after, after I work with them, and I don't think it's right to allow this to bother me so much out of work. Fair. I'm just, now I'm thinking about duck beaks. Horse-sized duck beaks. <laughs> We're trying to help Danny. I'm just the type of person that never has issues with people, especially at work, so this is all new to me. Even in high school, I stayed away from that type of drama. What should I do to contain my she-dragon? It's actually interesting you say that because I remember when I moved to L.A. and I had to start dealing with people in show business who look like they have normal human faces but are actually just like tire fires underneath. You're just like, oh, I don't—I never dealt with—like in high school, I didn't—there were not mean girls around me. And so when I dealt with men that were acting weird, I was like, I don't have an emotional lexicon from which to pull an answer because I'm not used to this. So if you're not used to drama and people that are combative like this, it is a weird thing. My thought would be I would go get a drink and then taunt that person because they can't drink. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying a Midori Sour. What are you having, fuckstick? Um, I would also realize this. If it's a boy, there are two realizations you have to come to as a woman. Either he thinks you're hot and wants your attention or he needs a good punch in the face or talking to. It's one of the two. I typically am just like, sorry, I'm not going to fuck you. And dudes are like, I don't want to fuck you. I'm like, why are you bothering me then? So chances are it's that. Um, If it's a girl, I do think it sounds like an attention thing. And it also sounds like there's something horrible going on in their life. I'm usually not the person to be like, let's. I'm a big fan of like, own your shit, don't put it on other people. But this person probably has a terrible life. And they have this job. I don't know why you hired this person. I don't know how you didn't, like, see well, this in the interview. That's the first problem. First problem is you hired this person. You obviously, I don't know if you work at, like, an Abercrombie or something where everyone's, like, hot. Uh, I think you need to pull this person aside and whisper in their ear. <laughs> Listen to me, you little shit. But I do think uh, you could fire them. It's just a retail job. This is not. I don't know what kind of job is it. I think it's clothing. Oh, management position and clothing store. Yeah. Okay. There's no reason, for your own mental health, there's no reason in your 20s at a job like this, I'm not saying you don't take your job seriously, but if you're in a higher position, there's no reason um, some uh, an employee should be causing you this much angst. So it needs to be dealt with. You either pull them aside and be like, we're having some problems here, or you let them go. But there is a chance to make an impact in this person's life by, like, asking them what's wrong. She might open up and be like, I have a horrible home life. I'm homeless. You know, you don't know. Right, like invite them to a lunch. I mean, I but make them pay for themselves. <laughs> right, I mean, There's no well, free lunch here. I don't know. It depends, but it depends on where you take them. Is Number it a one, hot dog if, or a wrap? If you look back at high school, and this person's just out of high school, I did not act appropriately all the time. Like you look back at high school, and you're like, oh, I was real weird to other people or whatever. You don't know. This is a young person. High schoolers don't know as mature as everyone is, and the internet makes people grow up fast. Like you don't have the emotional maturity to hang with people who are even five years older than you. And she clearly, he or she clearly doesn't. So I do think a little compassion might actually go a long way here. Be like, I want to help you. Here are the problems, you know, and they might not. And then you fire them. Right. I mean, well, and I have 
having worked in once they come jobs, clean and are vulnerable, you fire them. No, let them know. But it does like I have had people who I've felt did not respect me and uh, were not at eye this contact job. with me. Not at this job. She's looking right at me. Not at this job. Uh, and it's not a job. I've. <laughs> It's indentured servitude. That's fair. Uh, No, I have had that situation and I have just, uh, first, I tried to be as nice as possible to the person. Like, hey, like, I don't know what gave the wrong impression. I don't say that. But I'm just like so nice, like very friendly. Include them in your chit chat with other people. And then if they still got a lot of attitude, it's like. They can only make themselves look bad. Like, this person is digging themselves a hole. You can help them and be like, hey, look, why are you doing it's this? It's a retail but- job. You're in your 20s. You don't have time for this shit. So be cool. Ask them what's wrong. And if they can't get over it, then you got to let them go. This is not like a corporate situation where you have to deal with this person because they were brought in by the board. So I'm not minimizing your job. I'm just saying, like. Maybe it's somebody's kid. Maybe it's nepotism. This is a chance for emotional growth on their on both of your parts. But if they can't get on board, you don't deserve to be this unhappy. Here's the other alternative. You come into work every day with a, a British accent. And when they're like, why are you talking like that? Be like, what are you talking about? And you gaslight them. And then one day they snap. When they're folding sweaters, you come over and you're like, oh, top of the morning. And they're like, now it's Irish. You're like, no one's doing an accent. <laughs> and drive them crazy until they, do, until they steal something and then you fire them. <laughs> Give them just enough rope to hang themselves. All right. The answer is honestly, you have to talk to this person because I have a feeling that their life is really shitty and they deserve a little bit of compassion. But if they can't get on board, well, either they don't know what they're doing or they do and they're going to make themselves look bad. Or they just want, they think you're hot. Well, and I don't know how hot this dude is, but he sounds, he sounds like he treats you like garbage. So he's probably pretty hot. (laughs) Next question Abby underscore Hyman 13. No, with the last name, I'm not the fake last name. It's real. If you could create an animal like Jurassic World style, what would you create? Would it be a hybrid of Blanche and a she-dragon, party goblin and a raptor vag? What is the answer? Um, I've thought about this before, and this is maybe the easiest thing I've ever answered. Uh, first of all, Blanche cannot be duplicated nor imitated, for hers is a soul forged of patience, kindness, fear, and chicken snacks. Uh, I would mix a quokka, which is a marsupial. I'm pretty sure it's a marsupial that lives off the off the coast of... Australia on its own island, no natural predators. I'd mix a quokka and a dick dick, which is like a teeny tiny deer, and a cat. So it would be it wouldn't be so precious to hold. You can hold a cat and drop it and it's fine. Why dick do you want to drop your magic creature? When you hold Blanche, it's like a dense loaf. When you okay. have a cat, it can squirm it away can like it, right. less precious. Uh, a dick dick has little hooves. I would let it keep the hooves. I would also arm it with a horn that it would have to protect itself, but I would make the horn out of human fingernails so no one would want to poach it. Oh, so like a like a, a calcium rhino. horn, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they also saw rhinos' horns off. It's like cartilage. So it would just be something not precious. Maybe it would be made of. Uh, or it's like pl- really hard hair. Hard hair. Uh, okay, but I would make it out of something nobody wants, like uh, lint. It's combined. The idea of something maybe farts, just something nobody wants to touch, nobody wants to steal. Uh, maybe something that's everywhere, like plastic straws. Like there's enough of them. I would. That's what I would do. I would. Affix melted down plastic straws. That way we have something to do with the plastic straws and the animal could defend itself against poachers who have decided plastic straws are worth something. That's my answer. A quokka mixed with a dick dick with the spine of a cat and the horn of a magical beast. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. 
It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment of our show. It's a fan favorite. It's Top of the Cob. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. My Top of the Cob today is bringing your own blue cheese stuffed olives to a bar. I know that sounds like a crazy old lady thing and a little trashy. Like when you bring your own condiments, like your garbage trash, just enjoy the experience. Most bars give you shitty olives with those stupid pimentos in them. I love blue cheese stuffed olives. Sometimes they don't have it. You bring your own a little plastic bag. You put your back to the table. You dump them into your martini. How many do you bring? You bring about five. Okay. Because I'll eat a lot of them. Do Why you have not? To share if no, someone else nobody sees wants them? it. People think it's gross. Okay. I bring my own. That way, I get the drink that I want and a tasty snack. And and I'm sorry that your bar has opted for like expensive vodka, but shitty olives. Up your olive game, L.A. area bars, because Portland is kicking your butt. That's my top of the cup. Homemade. Brought, self-brought, blue cheese stuffed olives to a public place. That's my top of the cob. Enjoy your life. Make it better. Why subscribe to the rules of an institution where you're paying to be there in the first place? Why not enhance your experience? Wow. What? Whatever. No, it's great. That's great. You're the worst person I know. No, if I could bring something fun to put in my my 
glass of Coke? I would. You know what they do in Georgia? They put peanuts in there. Yeah, I've heard about this. I don't believe in it. I don't like it. I found out why. I looked it up because I saw this online. Uh, I think it was Questlove commented on this on Twitter. How, like, his uncle used to do it. It's like a southern thing. They used to do it because workers didn't couldn't have both hands occupied, Ugh. so they put the peanuts in the Coke for their break, and yeah. they would just—it was like a way to consolidate. Oh, no. So Freehand. I want a refreshing Coke, not a sludge. I'm going to try it because I bet it's tasty, and I don't think the <laughs> okay. peanuts break down, although Coca-Cola does break down everything. We'll go to the gas station and purchase you one Coke and one bag of peanuts. Yeah. And make you a little treat. This is also assuming I would ever want to drink a Coca-Cola without red wine in it. Ew. Oh, tasty. Ugh. Tasty topper the cob. It's called, like, Quaxow or something. It's like a Spanish teenager drink. Barf. Tasty barf. That, I've never Tasty heard Tasty carbonated barf. <sighs> and it's a great way, and I'm saying this to the younger people, people think this is something I invented. It's not. It's a very European thing. If you want to pound some red wine, you can just do it with Coke. It is tasty, Emily. Ew. Like you're an ambassador for good snacks. I am. If you should, if you trust me about anything, you should trust me about snacks. I don't trust you at all. About snacks? All right, give me your bottom. All right, of the cup. my bottom. You just did your top. I know, but now you do the bottom. Now I do. A oh, bottom. I'm sorry. You do your bottom. You do your top. My top is fun flavorings in food. Ugh, this is you're giving me food advice. You told me a blue raspberry turkey sandwich. No, but I did have a raspberry iced coffee, French vanilla. Very good. <laughs> Very good. I like a s'mores flavored Starbucks. I like okay, a. Uh, that's different. I like a fun, fun addition. Emily's blood is like sugar positive. Like it's just, there's no bl- white blood cells. It's just Rice Krispie treats and Frosted Flakes and maple syrup. You oh. eat like Will Ferrell and Elf. <laughs> yes. I have not had a fun cereal in a long time, though. Can I tell you something? This weekend I did. What cereal did you have? We had a little too much sake at dinner, and we went and bought a box of Lucky Charms and had our way with it. What kind of milk? Regular human milk. Okay. What do you, like, I have to get, like, Nesquik, like, strawberry or something? No, I just, I don't know. Yeah, regular like milk. 2% or? Yeah, just a regular, a regular milk, whole milk. Not like a soy milk. Okay. We got a whole milk because Smokey Husky was like, don't get garbage milk. And it wasn't like, um, if you're going to have a bowl of Lucky Charms, like, mm-hmm. go whole hog. And I had mm-hmm. four bowls. I did not feel great, but chomping on those marshmallows. Well, breakfast is the the wild west of meals because mm-hmm. you can have cake. This is what my family always says, <laughs> you can have cake. You can't have cake. Yeah, you can. You, you can monster. have a coffee cake. Th- that should. I'm saying you can have a cereal that's basically True. sugar. You can have a bran. You can have a coffee. You can have a. You know the tr- they, what they say about breakfast? Grapefruit. You mm. should like eat for breakfast. You should eat like a king. Is it like lunch a prince and dinner a pauper? Like the idea is that your meals get smaller. But um, kings also eat rich food and they get gout. So Yeah, they're like fat. They got limbs falling off. All right. Bottom All right. of the cob. And this is the thing. I don't know. Maybe we should do a top of the cob today. Uh, my bottom of the cob. You know what? I'm going to go for it just because I said it. I had a different one. But the pagan symbols in Lucky Charms. The what? sugarless, puffed wheat, pagan, <laughs> druid symbols that you have to eat to offset the sweetness of the marshmallows. I want full marshmallow. Hang I don't on. want that. You can buy full marshmallow. Okay, I got to go because I got to go get that. <laughs> All right, what's your bottom of the cob? My bottom is people in their cars yelling at me into my car. Right, because it happened this morning. Because Someone happened. called you a Yesterday, I wasn't doing anything bad. You live in L.A., and you're going to have to understand that people are psychotic but here. But here's 
Okay, this might be sexist, but it Hold makes on. me. I'm sorry I yelled at you. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me especially angry if somebody that's like the same age as my dad yells at me, like sees my face and still yells at me. I'm like, what are you doing? We're living different lives. Don't look at me and yell at me. I could be your child. Go away. I'm sorry. I think your relationship with your father is too precious. And you need to <laughs> come to terms with the fact that uh, uh, parents can be vengeful, spiteful, and, and angry. <laughs> And uh, not, dreams it's over. It's just so Puff. weird to yell at someone that's like twenty to thirty years younger than you. It's weird to yell at a stranger in general, for sure. But if it was like a if it was like a terrible like twenty five year old girl yelling at me, I'd be like, oh, gross. But when like an old man yes. does it, I'm like, what's wrong with you? I could be your baby. Yeah, <laughs> help me, help me, help you. And if you want me to help you, you can submit your questions, your problems, your life advice stumperies. To my Instagram, we will post every week, and we will call from there, and we're going to get your life sorted out, come hell or high water. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.